0: show you a better way hi folks this is Jack Spirico with another edition of the survival podcast coming to you once again from Hot Springs Village Arkansas. High atop the ridge line of Highway 7 from TSPN. That is the Survival Podcast Network headquarters, also known as the Ant Hill. Uh, today is May the 11th, 2011. It's a Wednesday, and today we are going to do the long-promised Ways to Save Money show. It's actually going to be the Ways to Save Money show part one. Uh, I thought it would be two parts. This might be a three-part series. If it is, part three will be sometime later next week. But today and tomorrow, we're going to knock off as much of this list as we can. I've got 96 emails from you guys on Ways to Save Money. There is some overlap, and when I get into people that say coupons, I'll just kind of, you know, blow through unless there's something specific uh, to keep it moving, keep it interesting. I'm doing this show today because I want to put money back in your pocket. Uh, I see tough financial times coming, and I keep telling you, and I've been telling you for almost three years now. We're getting close to our third-year anniversary, folks. We're only a few months away from that. I've been saying prepare, 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 you know, and a lot of that is free stuff, right? But a lot of that is spending money. I mean, even when we look at copy canning and things like that, it is more money initially. So you have to fund this stuff. And there's certain supplies and things that I think people need, and there's a cost associated with that as well. So I thought, you know, it's about time that I, instead of just providing you a way to save money with a discount club, I, I'll, I come back and I give you ways to save money. And I thought the best way to do that is to crowdsource it, to let the audience come back and tell me how they're actually doing it, what's actually working for, for, for them, and what the results are. Before we get into that, though, let's go ahead and take care of our sponsors. They do a lot to help take care of you. Sponsor of the day number one, KnifeKits.com. You know why I love knife kits? Because I can build a knife with KnifeKits.com, and I don't know really very much about building knives. I have some basic tool skills and some basic finishing skills and stuff like that, and that's really all I need. But I also love knife kits because if you're a master bladesmith and you're looking for exotic raw materials, you can get them there as well. So everybody from the novice to the master can build knives with knifekits.com. How cool is that? Remember, they also provide a discount. If you are part of the Member Support Brigade, make sure you get your discount when you buy from them. Uh, Next up today, Western Botanicals. If I need an herb, and I don't have it because I can't grow it or find it or wildcraft it locally, Or if I need an herbal preparation, I'm not quite sure how to put it together. The first place I go is Western Botanicals, and you should too. Why? Because they have every single item you can imagine. If it's an herb or an herbal preparation and it's legal, you can get it at Western Botanicals. I'd say that's about the only limitation. I have found certain things at Western Botanicals I simply cannot find anywhere else. And talk about if you need help. Give them a call, get in touch with them, and I'll tell you what, they are gonna take care of you, and they're gonna do it every single time, they're gonna do it the right way. It gets even better. We're gonna talk about saving money today, well how about this? How'd you like to get 25% off of everything at Western Botanicals? They have a premium membership, it's 50 bucks a year. If you use a lot of herbals, it pays for itself, but guess what? If you're part of my members support brigade, not only do you support the show at 20 cents an episode, you get that premium membership free. And that means you get everything they sell for free. Or, uh, everything they sell for free they can't make they can't be a business that way you get everything they sell at uh, 25% off next up I want to remind you about uh, our gear shop I also want to remind you guys remember I had Gary Vanderchuk on the show and I bought a bunch of books uh, to get him on the show I bought like 80 of them uh, well they're for sale in the gear shop for free They are, these are free you do have to pay shipping it comes out between 7 and 8 bucks if you're buying other things you may get them free people say does it cost $7 to ship a book Um, I did not allow uh, Sys and TW to do this thing completely uh, at at no gain for themselves. So uh, I think they're making like 2 bucks a book for their labor and time to package them up and and ship them out. Uh, So basically it's shipping plus about 2 bucks. But again, if you buy some other items from the gear shop while they're there, combine that savings together and you can get your shipping really for free. All right. All right. Last but not least, do consider joining the Member Support Brigade. We're going to talk about saving money today. Well, the Member Support Brigade will save you money. It will also help support this show, continue the work that we do, and hopefully today I'll give you a whole bunch of ways to figure out how to pay for a year in your first month of saving money. All right, with that, let's go ahead and get into the main topic of today's show, which again is I'm just going to go through and I'm going to read your emails. And occasionally uh, I'll abbreviate and abridge things because some of them are quite long uh, I'll do a lot of pausing here to scan. This is going to be actually, seems like an easy show for me. This is going to actually kind of be a difficult show because there's so much material for me to wade through, and I don't want to give you too much repetition with it, which I'm sure there will be some. lots of stuff on coupons. That's where the first one starts out. Uh, Brian writes in, Jack, just wanted to let you, the listeners uh, know about the power of coupons. My wife has been cutting coupons like crazy lately, and yesterday she came home with two bags from the grocery store. She had two bottles of laundry detergent, six boxes of disposable razors, toothbrushes, four deodorants. The bill came to $75. My wife spent a dollar on it. One single dollar. Keep in mind, we didn't need any of the stuff she bought, but we use all of it. We didn't copy but we stockpiled over $75 worth of supplies for a dollar. I hated clipping coupons. I always felt it was 2 hours of work to save $3. But since my wife has been doing it it has worked out well in our favor. I think that you know definitely you're going to see that that's the case that and I think it's about being organized. I really do. I I think that uh, if you're not organized, co- clipping coupons can be 2 hours of work for $3. But the people that are organized can do very well with it. there's plenty of websites. I won't go into that cuz I'm sure there'll be some on the uh, on, on the uh, I know there's some here for you today uh, as resources. And, any, again, anything you hear today that's a link, it will be in today's show notes. You just have to go to the site, and the, uh, the resources section will be quite long today. Uh, next one comes from Greg. Greg says, uh, "Greg from New Mexico says, Jack, my best money saving tip is fixing things yourself. There are many items that we throw away and replace when we really, when really all they need is a new small part. At worst, you spend a little money breaking it more before you replace it. But I guarantee you will learn something for next time. I've repaired one hundred dollar headsets, drills, weed eaters, lawnmowers, and of course the thousands I have saved on vehicle and home repairs. Love your podcast. Keep up the great work. I think there's two savings there." I think one is, yeah, the direct money-saving thing, and that's awesome, but I think that what he said about learning something is probably just as big, if not bigger. Uh, here's the next one. This comes from David. David says, every six months or so, I will call up my cable and cell phone providers and threaten to cancel if they don't lower my rate. If necessary, I have the sales rep transfer me to the cancellation retention department, but inevitably they'll lower my rate by 20 to 30% for six months. Rinse and repeat after the discount expires, David. I don't know if that'll work for everybody all the time, but uh, if you make one co- phone call every six months and get your bill cut by 20 to 30%, that would definitely add up. Great one there. Um, This one comes from Ray. Ray says, bar none, create, maintain, and utilize a budget. It doesn't have to be too detailed. Most of us probably have very similar expenses and incomes from month to month. The first couple of months are the toughest. I don't count pennies. Some people want to, but if you have $4,000 of income a month, does it matter if your power bill was $0.25 more than last month? Differentiate between need and want. Mine is done in Excel, but it could be a $4 log notebook from Staples. I maintain mine by changing the value budgeted with the actual value each month. I then have a pretty accurate picture of where to start with next year. Review the budget and tweak it here and there as needed. Account for holidays, vacation, birthdays, as well as expenses that you can use the right timing to take advantage of. For instance, I budget my kerosene refill during the summer when it's generally cheaper. Be realistic. Depending on your debt profile, allow for some miscellaneous spending and want items. Teach this to your adult children. They'll probably still make mistakes, but they'll have a better chance of seeing how it affects things going forward. My balance at the end of the month carries carries over to carryover road in the next month's income section. Awesome. I think that one of the biggest things that we can be doing, not just our adult children, I think we should be teaching our young children how to do this. I don't even think we should be telling them how they should spend their money. When you're five, right? if you want a lollipop and you have the money for it, buy it, but budget it. Put it down on paper. See where you spent your money. I think that the biggest reason that people overspend in our world today is because they don't know where their money goes. They just don't even think about it. And as long as they don't run out or as long as the credit card still uh, has some balance on it, uh, they, they just keep spending. And I think that we can get very, very much into a runaway pattern by doing that. Uh, this next one comes from – I'll just call him Reality Break because there's – oh, no, it's Mario. Mario says, uh, glad I get a chance to send some input for a show. I love it, by the way. Uh, My name is Mario from California. I try to save and use everything when it comes to foods and meats. Uh, Bones and innards from chickens go into soup, except for those livers that get frozen for catfish season. Pork and ham bones get tossed in with beans or greens. Or even, uh, even save the fish heads and bones from a couple of trout fishing trips and made an awesome fish soup. We do a regular leftovers meal a week and try to be creative. Uh, burritos can really be made out of anything. I know this is kind of basic, but a lot of people don't realize how much they throw away after they think they're done with a meal. Even when they put it in the fridge, you save a lot of it gets tossed and forgotten. Uh, thanks for, uh, reading and really enjoy the show, Mario. Um, I'll tell you what. I, I never understood things like okay, there's this old ham bone with just a little bit of ham bits left on it. And people throw that away. I that and, so, and some some good beans uh, and, and some salt and pepper and herbs and 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 simmered until the beans are soft is is one of my favorite things in the world to eat. Uh, I know, like fish bones and heads seem like oh, I don't really want it. Nobody's telling you to eat the head, right? But uh, it actually makes a great broth. And um, you know, if you take a little bit of, of uh, maybe some fillet and what have you, and a little bit of the meat that comes around from behind where you don't get when you do the filleting, and a little bit of meat that comes off the bones, it's a really great soup. It actually is. Um, I think that we have gotten a little bit snobbish in this country where we think that. Things like this are what, you know, poor people do. But the reality is, if you look around, some of the great chefs out there are actually going back to these old, uh, uh you know, folk recipes based, not folk recipes, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but these like old rural country recipes and bringing them into the modern age as fusion cuisine and people are paying big money for them because they're actually really good. So I think learning how you can use everything is, uh, is, a, is a great idea. Uh, next one here comes from Derek. Hi, Jack. Here are a few suggestions. I used to save money. Some of them even increase my skills a decent amount as well. One, brew your own beer and wine. Yes, there's an initial outlay of money, but you can recoup costs fairly quickly. Beer and wine ingredient cost around $50 and will make five gallons. The quality is significantly better than mass-produced brews. The price is cheaper, too. Next, don't use the dryer. I have a line up in my basement for drying in the winter and put a line outside when the weather is nice. Uh, make stews. Meat goes a lot further in stews. You can use less. You also get much cheaper and tougher cut, uh, long, low cooking methods. So you spend less for the meat you use. Finally, learn to do things yourself. Basic repairs, electrical work, plumbing, such that aren't difficult. If you don't know how, ask a friend to show you. You can pay them in beer and learn in the process. Let me add a couple things to this, uh, this thing. Uh, if you're paying $50 for a ingredient kit for your brewing, you're wrong. Learn to come up with your own recipes. Uh, Get the complete joy of home brewing by Charlie papezi and that book is uh, one of the oldest and, and most reliable books out there for the home brewer. Start using your own you know just go buy bulk extract. Uh, if you want to learn how to do full mash uh, brewing, you can cut your costs even further by buying whole grains. But definitely don't buy the ingredient, you know, where it has like your can-, a can of malt and yeast because the yeast isn't as fresh and your results will be better and you'll drive your costs down significantly. Look up and learn to make a, a type of beer called brown mild. Brown mild. Uh, is a, is an English beer, and it was generally drunk by people that worked in the steel mills in that part of uh, of England that, that was heavy into steel mills. It is like light beer that doesn't suck, and you can make a batch, a five gallon batch of brown mild. In fact, I usually have a I have a really big carboy, and I'll make about a six and a half gallon batch of brown mild, and that will cost me around sixteen to eighteen dollars. And uh, it's a little bit lower in alcohol. You know, you don't always just use your homebrew. You don't always have to be pushing alcohol to, you know, 10% just because we can. Uh, it's about a 4% alcohol. It's a very refreshing beer. It's something you can drink on a hot day. But yet it's got some caramel malt to it. It's got some body. Uh, it's one of my favorite beers. So uh, look up Brown Mild. On the dryer thing, I've know, I've talked to a lot of people, and there's a lot of people suggesting that. But a lot of people, what they don't like is when you hang clothes up on a line, even if you use fabric softener in the wash, They're not really soft. Here's the way you get the best of both worlds. Hang it up, go out and grab it off the line, throw your dryer on the high heat cycle, throw the clothes in there, run it for about three minutes and take them out. And and then that way, they'll get softened by the dryer, but you'll spend very little to actually dry them. Uh that's something that we've done when we've used clotheslines and we'll probably do it again now that we're moving to Arkansas. Uh we have a really awesome, you know, washer dryer, like you know, brand new ones we bought that are very, very energy efficient. So I think energy efficiency out of your appliances helps too. Uh next one comes from uh let's see just call him Lenwood Leather because uh, Jason is his name. Uh, Hey, Jack, my wife recently asked me if I thought a coupon class was a good idea. We've never been the coupon type of people, but I thought, what the heck, perhaps we can save money. She then enrolled in a coupon class for $15. I didn't think it was too expensive and could save much more money than it costed. It was good, and we saw some good savings as a result of the techniques she learned. She then took a second class in a three-class series, and it was also great. One example of what my wife learned was to save 40% at Lowe's, which we pay off soon, soon as we will be building a deck over the next couple weeks. I instantly thought of you, and it may be good to have this gal on the show. Her website is gatewaytosavings.com. So this is the lady that teaches this coupon class, and they can save 40% at Lowe's alone. I need to take this class. I'm going to take this class. Again, this resource and every resource I come up with today will be in the uh, resources section of the uh, show notes in the order they're presented on the uh, air. Okay, the next one comes from David and Janelle. David says... uh, My wife's favorite way to save money is to set up an automated weekly transfer from our checking account to our ING savings. If you have it come out a little every week, it seems less painful versus the once-a-month approach. I think I agree with that. Plus, if you don't have to think about it, there's no way to forget it. And using ING, it takes two days to transfer money from your savings back to your checking account. Not enough time to miss a bill due date if you need it to cover that, but long enough that you don't get the instant gratification from spending it when you shouldn't. P.S. Happy here. You're finally getting to bug out David and Janelle MSB members. I, You know, I'll tell you first of all, I talk about holding cash, and I think there's a place to hold some cash in physical paper uh, in your home. And I think that that, if you have the means to, is in the neighborhood of a 1000 bucks. It's at least a couple hundred dollars in case you're in a situation where you can't get to your money. I think there's also a case you're having a savings account with your local bank. But the bulk of your cash savings should be with ING, and here's why. They pay a better interest rate than anybody else does. Now, we all know that interest rate sucks right now. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt about the fact that that interest rates are very, very low. And if you're borrowing money, that's a good thing, but we should, you know, we should minimize that to buying like houses and cars is the only two things I see borrowing money for. But um, if you're saving money, it makes it very tough to save money. right Now, there's a reason for that. The reason the Fed's kept the rates this low is to force people back into the market, and that's part of what's driving the market up, that and the liquidity issue with the quantitative easing and all. But my point is that no matter what interest rate you're getting at your local bank, you're going to get a better interest rate from ING. So why the heck not use ING. That's where we keep uh, the bulk of our cash savings is where I think you should too. Again, there'll be a link in the show notes along with any other resources mentioned today. I mean, just to give you an example of the interest, I just pulled the side up right now. They're paying 1%, so that's not great. But I was in my bank the other day and they were paying like 0.15%. So I'm better off if I'm going to hold some cash to get 1% on that money. And of course, as interest rates do go up, and I do see that happening sometime in the near future, uh, at least a little bit, they are going to go up faster than the rest of the market. So ING, highly recommended. I also really love the, uh, the, the, the listener's approach of having an automatic reduction, let's say once a week. I mean, guys, if you do 20 bucks... You'll, you'll, you know, it's just like if I gave you a $20 raise, you'll immediately figure out how to spend it. If I take $20 a week away from you, you will immediately adapt when it. it's not that much. Well, that's, that's 80 bucks a month, right? That's a significant amount of extra money saved every year. Now, I think it should be bigger than that, but, you know, start somewhere. Uh, take 100 bucks, open up an ING savings account, and set up an automatic transfer. Really easy to do, actually very, very simple to do. Most of the time, your local bank, you can set up the transfer from that side and just set it up and link the two accounts and transfer it over. And you can set it up to be a recurring transaction. Of course, you can stop any time. And remember, when you're doing things like this, it's not spending money. The money's not gone. It's still there. Uh, It's just, you know, it's in another place that makes you less likely to spend it. That's how we save. Let's go to another one. Okay, next one is from Lucas. Lucas says, Jack, here's a few I get I good ideas that work for me. Number one, we buy whole pork loins for roasts and chops that really saves us a lot. 19 dollars for ten pounds at Sam's Club. That's a dollar ninety a pound, folks. Uh just for cutting your own cuts, and I think you should learn meat cutting. I think that's a skill you should have. Even if you just start out with buying big pieces of meat from the store and doing your own cutting that way, it's a great way to start. Eventually, you maybe want to learn how to, if you're a hunter and you're going to go out and and kill deer, uh, learn how to do everything. But it's a good start and it's a very easy way to save money. Number two, an idea we got from your show, we replant all our green onions. Doubles and sometimes triples the amount of onions we get for our money. So folks, this is easy. You get your green onion from the store for you're going to put it in your salad or saute it or whatever, and that little part with the root hair sticking out the bottom, cut about a quarter to a half inch off the end and then chop up all that white stem and go as far up with the with the onion part as you want. Because the green onion, you, know, you can basically use the whole thing. So some people want to stop where it starts to turn darker green. Some people will use all the way to the tip. Some people will use like half. It's up to you, personal choice. But then take that little piece, stick it in your garden, it'll grow right back. Within a couple of weeks, there's another onion. And you just keep doing that until it finally kind of peters out. I've seen it happen five, six times out of one onion. It takes seconds. You cut it off. You put it to the side set it to the compost heap. You go outside with a stick. You put a stick in the, you know, you make a little depression, just enough to uh, to bury it in the ground about an inch. You put, put, shove the dirt over with your thumb. I, that's it. I mean, if you've got good soil, you don't even need a stick. You just shove it in there. Uh, and I actually got that idea from Johnny Max and the Queen, by the way, because they were doing it with their aquaponics setup. Uh, three, downgraded our cable, uh, by making use of online resources like Netflix and Hulu saves us about $75 a month. Number four, fuel your vehicle in the morning and set pumps to the slowest setting. Less evaporation and air bubbles. I'm not sure on that one. That's, that's probably true, though, because it's cooler out and gas is very volatile and gas evaporates very quickly. If you doubt that, um, you know, Put a little dollop of it on a hot pavement about four in the afternoon. It'll disappear almost instantly. So that's, uh, now the less air bubbles that because of that, it probably makes the, you know, a more accurate reading from the pump. So that's what he's talking about there. And that's probably true as well. So Lucas, thanks for, uh, those, uh, those tips. Those are great. Let's go on to, uh, to the next one. This is from MB. We'll just call him MB. Jack, for a listener with Giant Eagle, Best Buy stores need them. I bought a Plasma TV from Best Buy and saved a bundle by doing it this way, but it will work on most other big ticket items as well. When purchasing a big ticket item from Best Buy, find the item you're looking for on the store webpage. Generally, you can find an inventory number for the item you're purchasing that has a discount for the online purchase. Purchase the equivalent funds in best Buy prepaid cards from a giant eagle grocery store to get fuel perks if applicable in your area. I bought fuel for a dollar five when it was three dollars and fifty cents. I drive a suburban so this was a godsend. You can get further discounts by selecting the pick up at store option canceling the shipping fees. In conclusion, I bought a seven hundred TV for six hundred dollars and knocked out 30 gallons of fuel for a little over a dollar a gallon. It's the biggest purchase I've made since starting college, and that $100 buys a ton of ramen noodles. I also use the TV for a computer monitor, saving about $100 by not buying a standard LCD computer monitor. Sorry for the formatting to this on the phone after your Twitter update. I think that's awesome. So basically saying is you, you order it through the website, so you save money right off the bat. Um, You buy the, the, the gift cards from Giant Eagle and they have a fuel perks program. And I imagine there's other grocery stores that do the same thing. So I bet Kroger does this for instance. I bet Tom Thumb does this. Something that goes to your rewards card or what have you. So you already save money. Then you don't even have it shipped to your house. You pick it up at the store, but since you ordered it at the website, um, you, you know it cancels the shipping out. So you don't pay the shipping fees. You get a better deal, uh, and you get you get a deal on gas or whatever other perk. The store you buy the gift card through uh, runs. That's an awesome one, and, yeah, it only applies to big ticket items, but we all do that occasionally. Next one from Josh Giff uh, – Josh? Yeah, Josh. Josh says, "I've been a pretty regular listener for the last year. I've picked up a lot from your podcast and the boards. I'm very grateful for the knowledge, and I'm happy to pitch in here. My wife and I recently started watching the Extreme Coupon reality show, and that got us into couponing. As a prepper, I was really excited about the show, but if you watch, you start to see that most of the stuff they're getting for free is held hair gel, soda, and other useless items. The methodology is pretty sound, though." Clip a bunch of coupons, organize them, then pull them out when the product goes on sale and buy as much as they will let you. Rinse and repeat. We also found that Harris Teeter's coupon policies are pretty favorable for this sort of thing. They double coupons up to a dollar every day. Never heard of Harris Teeter. It must be a regional grocery store. They also have an EVIC program where each week they have special deals that you can only get with your VIC card. Uh, and then it has Harris Teeter uh, a, a link that I'll put in the show notes uh, we're still pretty new at this but last week we got seven different food items for nothing I think you could do a whole show on building your food stores for very little cash by using coupons and special deals like this you know what maybe I'll get a coupon expert on the show if you know a coupon expert if you know a good one uh, send them to our guest survey form. Get them to fill it out. I'll get them on the air. I would love to have someone that really has the organized pr- approach for couponing down, and let's marry that to food prep, long-term food storage. So basically, if you can find me a coupon expert who's willing to look at what we're doing, that would be even better and kind of tailor it to us. Uh, let's take another one. Here's another one. Jack, uh, this is from Brad. One thing I do is stay away from frozen food at the grocery store. The majority of items are marked up 35% or more. Fresh meat is usually only marked up 10 to 15 percent. A 10 pound bag of fresh chicken quarters is around $6. A frozen 4 pound bag of chicken drums is around $5. A frozen 3 pound bag of thighs is around $4. $9 for 7 pounds of chicken or $6 for 10 pounds, as long as you're willing to do a little work when you get home. Also, check your grocery store early in the morning. Most stores mark down merchandise such as fresh meat, bread and produce the day before they expire. Uh, Walmart, for example, marks their meat down 35% in their plants and in, in lawn and garden about 50%. Love the show, Jack. Thanks for all you do. Brad, uh, I do this myself. Uh, first of all, one of my favorite things to cook and I, I still, you know, I don't always buy 100% organic meat. And one of the places I, I tend to, you know, make that decision because it's so affordable is with chicken. And I love to cook chicken thighs. I mean, that's my favorite thing to grill. And we will buy the huge packs of thighs, break them up into the number that we're going to cook for the average meal, put them in the Ziploc bags and freeze them. How simple is that? On the food that's about to expire, on meat, here's my view of that. If it's something I'm going to take home and cook today, I'll do it. I'm not big on freezing meat that's close to its expiration date, especially beef, uh, lamb, veal, any red meat, uh, even pork uh, as well. And here's here's why. It's not that I'm worried that if I freeze it, it will be bad when I uh, cook it later on. Just usually by the time it gets there, it's to a point where if you freeze it for any real length of time, the quality, the flavor, the texture uh, goes down. Steak especially will tend to get tough. Now, there is a way to age meat, especially beef, and to get it to improve. Wrapped in cellophane in a cooler like that is not how you do it though. So the big thing for a large savings with the meat that's close to expiration is when if they have the big roast and stuff, well, what you do is you just get all of it. Because you can get it dirt. You know, you're talking about a roast that's already selling for maybe 3 to $4 a pound. And that roast is now to a point where it's going to sell for $1.50 a pound or something like that. When they occasionally have a big – because they put it all in one bin – You get that stuff, and one, if it's good quality lean beef, you can biltong it. You just need to take it home and do it now. But the bigger thing is you cube it all up, you get your jars out, your canning equipment out, and you can that meat. And when you can that meat, it's going to be succulent, wonderful stew meat. And you're not going to have any degradation in quality because of its method of preservation. And you can put it up on the shelf and it'll last two years. And it's way cheaper than buying the crap canned meat uh, that tastes like crap from the, uh, you know, the canned uh, food section. So there's my little addition to that good stuff there, Brad. Thanks for sharing that one with us. Um, next one, this is from, uh, uh, no, because we already did him. He sent in two. Uh, next one is from Rachel. Rachel says, here's my tip. Instead of buying expensive pump foam soap for the kitchen, I reuse the pump bottle and refill it with one part regular dish soap. usually find it on sale at CVS for 99 cents and nine parts of water. You get the same foamy soap and it stretches regular dish soap for many, many months. That just dilute strength and also doubles as hand soap just fine. Double the savings. Uh, and then your podcast is okay. So that's just nice stuff for me. I think that's a great one, Rachel. Thanks for sharing that. Um, next one's from Dave. Dave, I know a lot of people. Hi, Jack. I know a lot of people empty their coins from their pockets for the change dar uh, at the end of the day, or in my case, a change bucket. But one thing I started doing about a year ago was taking any singles out of my pockets as well and sticking them in an envelope. I use cash for most daily purchases and will always use bills large and always use bills larger than singles. Some days that leaves only one or two singles, but other days it can be over ten. Every now and then I'll even throw in a five or a ten. Once I get fifty singles, I put a wrap around them and stick them in a bundle in a lockbox. When I get a lot of bundles I take them to the bank and exchange them for the bigger bills. I saved over a thousand dollars in cash since I started. I keep this at home as my cash reserve. I'm pretty sure I got the tip from another blog I read called TheSimpleDollar.com. There's a lot of good money-saving tips there as well, as well as book reviews and some good recipes. I also like their spaghetti sauce recipe. Love the show. Keep up the good work, Dave. So there you go, folks. Your change jar, start throwing your singles in there. uh, Wad them up into $50 uh, wads. Cash them in at the bank for bigger bills and put them into your cash reserves in your home. Probably a year or two into that, you'd have several thousand dollars at least if you did that, especially if you started paying for everything with cash. And here's the thing. It'll almost be like magic money out of thin air. It really will. I know it seems hard to believe, but here's why. If you start paying for everything in cash instead of even using your debit card, you know, even if you're not using credit cards, I don't hate debit cards. They're fine for their purpose. But if you start paying in cash, you go to the grocery store, you pay in cash, you feel it... When the paper money leaves your hand, you see it go down. You automatically curb spending. No one has to tell you to or anything like that. It just happens. So you'll have extra money. Then you start to get excited by watching it grow. Uh, So I think this is a great tip. And the simple dollar, again, all resources mentioned today will be in the show notes, including that one. Here's another good one, one that most people would just – I guarantee you very few people out there are ever doing this one. This comes from uh, Decentralist, also known as Carlton. Carlton says, saving beef fat, at least occasionally buy the cheap, full-fat ground beef, not the leaner, reduced-fat types. Cook it on a skillet in a manner where you can save all the grease. Some people throw away the grease. That is insane. George Foreman can kiss my ass. Grease is concentrated nutrition. Beef fast fat is the best for deep-frying, much better than common peanut oil, which is relatively high in omega-6 fats. Beef fat also lasts longer in a deep-fryer for more re- reuse. Also, if you have, if you, if you do some other frying oils like peanut oil, the saturated beef fat will make uh, the combined mix of oils last longer. Because of this, I only cook steaks, not burgers, on an open flame. The same rule applies for bacon lovers. The main rule is not to use such high heat that you evaporate the grease. So you can cook bacon burgers in a skillet, pour the grease into a deep fryer, and then make the best natural cut fat fries you can find. One more tip is on my blog here. and uh, Cheapest superfood fermenting vegetables. Uh, I'll put a link to Decentralist's article on fermenting vegetables. And I think that's another great tip. And it's something, you know, I can't say I've ever saved beef fat. Um, I've saved uh, bacon fat because it's good for making white gravy. I keep that to a minimum because, let's face it, folks, the white gravy you make from, from bacon grease, that adds excess to your shirt size, right? Um, but it is really good. But, you know, frying with beef fat is something I haven't thought of. I've always saved duck fat or goose fat for frying potatoes in, and that's just fabulous. So if you ever cook a duck or a goose, save, especially the duck, save the duck Duck fat French fries are amazing. And I believe, I don't care what any of these nutritional weenies say, human being was meant to eat meat. And animal fats are better for us than most, not all, most plant fats. I'll also tell you this. Carlton brings up a really great tip with frying with fats of all kinds. Do not fry at too high of a temperature. Fry at a temperature high enough to make the food fry, and that is all. You get so much better results than that, and uh, next time I have some beef fat that I can reserve, I'm going to start doing this, and I'll give this one a try, Carlton. Thanks for that tip. That's an awesome one, and again, there'll be a link to you, Carlton's blog post on fermenting vegetables in today's show notes as well. I'm also going to have to try fermenting some vegetables. That sounds cool. Cabbage is in there. I'm not a big, really big and fond of kimchi, but there's some other stuff you could do as well there that looks pretty cool. Uh, next one is from Thad. It says, this goes along with your food storage, but I buy half beef ha- uh, grass-fed from a local ran Okay, I'm, let me start that one over. This goes along with your food storage, but I buy half a beef, so I think it was half a cow, grass-fed from a local rancher and split it with a friend. It comes out to about 200 pounds, a third steak, a third roast, a third hamburger, 450 a pound. Try to find organic hamburger for less than 450 a pound in the store. Try to find a steak for less than $10 a pound. We saved a much so- enough our first year we did it to buy a chest freezer. Now we always have beef on hand and save well more than $150 a year. There's also a ton of research out there that suggests grass-fed and finished beef is just as high in omega fish uh, omega 3 as fish and wild game. Support the local rancher and the economy, save money, better nutrition food and storage. That I think there's a lot going on here. I think this is the one that everybody can do. And I think that if you get into canning and things like that, maybe you instead of splitting half a cow with a friend, you split a whole cow with a friend. Uh, it's a lot of meat, but it can be done. Um, I'll tell you what, though, it's not just about the the story here uh, for beef. It's about the concept of when you do this, you're buying directly from the producer. And I think every time you take out the wholesaler, the the the, the, the and the retailer, and you go directly to the producer, the producer makes more, and you pay less. And I think that's good for everybody and supporting your local uh, ranchers as well. Also. Getting grass-fed beef at that price is awesome. Because here's the reality. Most beef in America today is grass-fed for a time, but then they send them to these big feedlots to finish them off and put pounds on them at the end and fatten them up, and that's where everything goes wrong. Because if you've ever been to, like, West Texas, out toward Lubbock and that, and you see these finishing feedlots, it's disgusting. It makes you never want to eat a steak again from a grocery store. Because you go out there and you it looks like a sea of cattle. And they are literally arm-in-arm, chest-in-chest, ass-to-nose, as far as you can see. And they're just fed heavily as they're kind of processed through and eventually get to where they graduate into steaks and burgers. Let's call it that. When you do what, what uh Thad is suggesting here, you're getting the highest quality meat for less than you pay for the lowest quality meat at the store. So I think that's awesome. But I'm because a lot of meats coming up here, I'm going to throw out one of my suggestions that I picked up from another listener, uh not from the show, but just from recently having lunch with him, Scott up here in Hot Springs. He told me about a cut of meat that I guess I've known about but I've never really thought about for a long time called the chuck eye. Now, people that know what this is right now are cringing because uh the odds of them finding one at the grocery store if there's listeners in their area just went down. What a chuck eye is, uh, you know, you got a rib eye, and that's basically the back strap, all right? So that's that piece of meat that goes along the backbone uh right from about where the ribs, if you put your hand on your back where your ribs start, from the ribs up to the shoulders. All right? That's that's a that's a rib eye. That cut just keeps going. But once it gets up over the shoulders, it's part of the chuck roast. right? The chuck roast is this multi-sectional part. In that chuck roast is the eye of chuck. A lot of times it just gets cut up in, in ground, which is a sin once you try this piece of meat. But occasionally, the stores will cut them up. But they can't sell it as ribeye, so it doesn't sell for twelve ninety nine. I just got four of them here at the Kroger. Uh, I think I paid $3.99 a pound. If I cooked it for you... You just think it was one of the most flavorful, flavorful ribeyes you've ever tasted. So look for chuck eye. Whenever you're shopping for meat, look for chuck eye. Let me tell you what not to do. Don't listen to these clowns online talking about simmering it and sautéing it and cooking it longer. Get a good hot grill fire and cook that like you cook a ribeye. The hottest fire you can get, charcoal. Good steak seasoning. Keith Snow's Montreal steak seasoning is beautiful for all steaks, especially for these. I ate one last night. I sat there. I was in in, in steak nirvana. $4 a pound, $12 a pound. It's really the same cut of meat. It literally is the same strap, and it gets to a certain spot, and you just keep going. The reason I never thought about this, all the deer I've ever butchered, I just take that strip off all the way up to the neck. And I've always treated all that meat the same, and it's always been pretty much the same off of venison. I never really understood that's what a chuck eye was. Uh, so, and there's some other names for chuck eye, so Google that, and you'll find some other names for, for chuck eye so that you know what to look for. But if it looks like a ribeye, same shape, and it's called something else, it's probably a chuck eye, and you'll pay a lot less for it. Why aren't there as many of them? Well, the ribeyes go that entire length of the rib, so it's really long. There's a lot of them per cow, right? Um, chuck, some of it gets just get cut up and it doesn't even made into chuck ice When a butcher's going to take meat home, that's what they take because it costs them the least amount of money because there's not as much profit in it, and they know it's a good cut of meat. And butchers know what they're doing. Uh, and next is because it's a relatively short roast, there's only about four per side, so it's only about eight from a cow. And if you cut them thick, maybe it's six. And I like them nice and thick. But there's your insider tip on that, and again, everybody that already knew that's going, oh, Jack, you're a jerk, but hey, I share all the, my information here. All right, next one. This comes from Kathy. Kathy says, great job, Jack, hoping uh, to be able to afford a membership this year. Was widowed recently, and I'm on a tight budget, but reading and listen whenever possible. Here's some ideas. Uh, Kathy, sorry to hear that. Uh, hadn't pre-screened these very well, so... um, if I sounded happy when I read that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that, and I hope you're doing well. But let's look at how you're dealing with it, because this is real world, and this is how a person on a tight budget deals with it. Uh, number one, with a bundle of firewoods selling for about $5, I save all the junk mail I receive and roll it into logs. I use old paper clips opened and stretched around, usually two of them wound together, and stack the paper, magazines, newspaper, etc., and use them along with the wood to start or extend a fire in a fireplace a few minutes to an hour's of extra burn time. I also stuff toilet paper rolls with paper towel rolls, uh, with lint from the dryer, very flammable. That's a good fire starting technique right there. Just take all your, wow, that's a great fire starting technique. I 've always used dryer lint for like to keep it in my little uh, EDC uh, thing for for tender. Uh but if you stuff the whole toilet paper roll with one, uh, maybe put two of those in your your dry wood when you were going to start a fire there 's your fire starting uh, for your fireplace. Awesome one, thanks Kathy. Uh, next one. I use two pound coffee cans to house my individual survival kits for the trunk of the car. Uh three, when I buy a whole whitefish or other whole fish, I save the heads and tails for soup. Again, we had that one earlier. great, same with meat. The bones are always in a stoop or stew as soon as coffee's brewed, I fill a thermos so I can turn off the electricity and keep the coffee warm all day. Great tip, I do it too, and let me tell you why it's not just about saving money. Have you ever had a cup of coffee when the co- sat on the coffee maker for like oh i don't know an hour and a half? but you've only drank like half of it. Does it taste like crap? There's a reason. You've sat there and cooked it. It was done when it came out. So what we actually have is a coffee maker with a carafe that there is no heater. There's no hot plate in the coffee maker. When, it, when it's done pumping the water, it shuts off. The carafe, as soon as it's done, you just close the lid so it acts like its own thermos. My other thing, I have a great big Bubba thermos. Uh, One that's designed so it fits, you know, it's big, but it's got a th- small piece of so it fits in a cup holder in a truck. Uh, Whenever I'm going somewhere, so I don't stop at Starbucks or the convenience stores anymore, I take whatever's in the coffee pot, I dump it in there, and I take it with me. That's a big saver as well. Number five, I'm working hard on the computer, and I want to listen to the radio. I try to find a station that's streaming so I don't use elect- extra electricity for the radio. Uh, Six, I keep solar yard lights in the bathroom, and they act like night lights. Soak up sunlight in the window during the day. Light the room at night. There are zillions of others. Now that's a good one too. Um, right now on our deck, I have a couple of the uh, the solar lights from Walmart. Uh, the ones that stick in the ground and have like a, an independent solar panel that's adjustable. They're actually kind of expensive. I think the two of them are like forty two dollars or something like that. But they're all metal, so they don't you know like fade out in the sun. And they fit perfectly in my deck pergola. I'm probably going to get two more of them. That lights the whole deck for free. So repurposing existing items is a good tip as well. Here's another one. This one comes from Richard. Richard says, My problem with most coupon sites is that the coupons are for corporate food loaded with high fructose corn syrup, GMOs, etc." I found a site below that has links for organic and gluten-free food. I even got a coupon for organic cat litter called Feline Pine. Uh, somebody recommended that for um, basically the sawdust uh uh, get rid of your own crap type thing for if you have like a like basically not a composting toilet but basically a, a bucket for like a bug out location and you go to the bathroom in there and you just sprinkle sawdust on top of it. I said feline pine is, is is excellent for that uh, and I'm not big on doing that. In fact, let me read the rest. I will set that aside for my bug out toilet consisting of a five gallon bucket and a lid I purchased from emergency essentials. So that's what he, what Richard's saying for it as well and that's what I want to say. Knowing how to do that, even though I'm not going to do that day to day is is great in case it's ever necessary uh, and it's called MamboSprouts.com I learned about this site from a couponing site called The Crazy Coupon Lady I receive a daily email from her her site is well organized and easy to use TheCrazyCouponLady.com so I'll include both of those resources uh, in, in the show notes again today and again um, the uh, MamboSprouts.com is the one that has organic and gluten-free food coupons. That's a pretty big score there. Thanks, Richard. Let's take another one. Great one here from Mark with a couple good tips. Here's two things I've done to save money, also amazing for your health. One, Walk or bike to work and drop the gym membership. I never go to the gym because I never had the time, but I found I don't mind walking or biking for up to an hour each way, and I save the cost of the gym membership, fuel and maintenance, and since I do my shopping on the way home, I stop buying stuff I didn't really need to save carrying it. I easily save $150 a month, not to mention that, but I avoid the trip time to the gym. Walking is perfectly convenient, great way to get more in tune with my surroundings, even in the suburbs. Mark, that works fine unless you live in Dallas, Texas, and it's summertime because you will not be wanted at work. Unless your job is a manual labor warehouse type of job. I guess it's fine then. probably don't need the extra exercise, but it won't hurt anyway. Um, but if you work in an office environment, I've often heard people say, that, you know, why don't you walk or mark to work? Well, first of all, I had to go 50 miles. But even if you don't, around here in the summertime, you're not. But that doesn't mean you can't do it the rest of the year. So great tip, just some people. Like I said, some of these tips, people are going to go, I'm not going to do that. And some tips, people are going to go, I'd like to do that, but I can't for various reasons. But good one there. Number two, cook nutritious, polyculture, or organic, low-carb food. If you eat nutritionally, your body won't crave nutrients it lacks, and if you keep your carbs low, under 150 grams a day, you'll avoid blood sugar crashes and and cravings for more carbs that come with high-carb meals and snacks. Many people believe eating well is more expensive when they see it cost twice as much in the grocery store, but i found I eat half as much as I used to. Not only that, but I have far more energy, clarity of mind, and focus, and the urge for caffeine is gone." Good tip, Mark, and I could not agree more. And I'll tell you what, I think that the death of America's diet is not just in processed crap and GMOs and everything else. It's also carbs. There's almost nothing out there that's more responsible uh, for the weight gain in America as carbohydrates, as they're consumed in America, married with fat. I want you to think about this. People think that in bread and butter, the butter is the enemy, Okay, let's try this. If I give you a stick of butter and a spoon and say, eat as much as you want, how much of that will you eat? You'd probably maybe choke down a spoonful if you had to because you needed the nutrients and it was the only thing to eat. But you wouldn't eat much. It's self-limiting. Start putting it on some nice warm bread and you might wipe out half a stick of butter or more. Start dropping it on a potato and we're in the same place. It's those two things married together. When you focus your diet mostly around good natural fat and protein, you do eat less. It's simple. It's just the way that it works. It takes a while to adjust to it, but once you're there, you're there. So I think that's a great tip, health and financially as well. Let's take another one. Next one here is from Karen. Karen says, I'm so glad you're doing this show. It will become more and more important as the days and months go by. This is what I do with saving money. Generic brand. If you need to buy a leave aspirin, ibuprofen, or whatever drugs you need, I look first for the active ingredient and then go to Dollar Tree and get it for 99 cents. You can save hundreds of dollars a year on not, you know, non-prescription pain, allergy medications, and things like that if you have a big family with that one alone. And if you're not doing it, there's no reason not to ibuprofen is ibuprofen is ibuprofen, regardless of whether they call it Motrin or not. Uh, next one, compare the unit price. Most people look at the total price of an item. The trick is looking at the smaller number at the bottom called the unit price. That's where the real number is located. So what's your price per pound or ounce or cup or what have you? Be wary that sometimes they trick you. Because the unit price will be less than an for one item and maybe, you know, pounds for another or something like that. So make sure you actually do your own math when you need to. Doctor's office visit. Save yourself some money by prevention instead of cure. Uh, most cures come with other complications like side effects. Won't work for everyone, but for some of the alternatives are much more pleasant. Gas saving. Stop at lights. Shift to neutral. Save a little that way. Instead of driving 65, I drive 55 in the slow lane and save some gas also. I am totally cool with you driving 55 in the slow lane. You people that drive 55 in the fast lane, you need to be pulled over by the police, have your car crushed into a cube, and never be allowed to drive again. So if you want to drive 55 because you're saving gas, or you want to drive 55 because you're texting, which you shouldn't be doing, or you're talking on your cell phone, or you're picking lid off your knee, or whatever it is, if you're going to drive under the speed limit, get in the dad-gone uh, right lane. Left lane is for passing only. Had to vent there a little bit, a little flashback to the uh, mobile studio days. Next one, five combined trips. Do one long trip instead of several short ones. Heat pump. It saves us a lot of bucks installing a heat pump instead of just a straight furnace. Foods. Home cooking instead of eating out saves us a lot. My trick with this one is when I have time, I would use a slow cooker and cook up a big bunch of food, put it in Tupperware and freeze. And when I don't have time, frozen dinner, thaw in microwave. This also works uh, for wet dog food. A lot more healthy and a less vet bill. Slow cook is our friend. Huh, so I wonder if she's making her own dog food from like really cheap pieces of meat or whatever. It's probably cheaper than canned dog food anymore, honestly. Uh, Number eight, canning, juicing, and baking also save us money. My husband grows a garden every year. I would process the produce and store them. We are still eating our winter squash right now. While spinach, asparagus, mint, and lettuce can be harvested from the garden, we have a year-round supply of produce. So that's a great one. Let's go ahead and take the next one. Next one is from Tim. Tim says, I doubt many people will throw this out because you never really pay attention to what's right in front of your face. So I'm going to say it, the member support brigade that you supply. I have saved hundreds of dollars over two years with your member support brigade. We're serious preppers and we're serious gardeners. Just by doing business with your sponsors and member support brigade supporters and using the discounts provided, we've paid our $50 a year uh, uh, investment back at least tenfold by now, if not better. I call that a smart investment. The other stuff you have there is well worth the money alone. And of course, since I listen to you every day, 20 cents a day to support the show seems like chicken feed anyway. Uh, awesome, man. Thank you. I'm glad somebody said it. I was waiting for it. Let's go ahead and take another one. Uh, next one here is from Matt. Matt says, here's a couple of items we practice. Uh, couponing. I don't know if you have any experience with couponing now. My wife just discovered it a few months ago. Um, and I'm not going to say this because a lot of this is already there. Uh, but there are several, uh, different websites given. The crazy coupon lady again, so I'm not going to do that one on the show notes again. My wife's favorite coupon site community is hiptosave.com, save.com. And she spells out each deal people comment with their experiences. So people say whether or not they actually, you know, the deal works. And typical sources for e-coupons and printables, coupons.com, redplum.com, and smartsource.com. All of that will be in today's show notes. Um, A productive property, a retail business consulting, and tax deduction. I'm in the process of switching careers. I'm becoming a farmer. I've taken the idea of making your property into a producer and have found some niche markets that overlap with my production and I enjoy and believe in. I have taken things I would do anyway in order to feed my family garden, chicken, goats, cows, food storage, and the tools of the trade and tweak these to meet the need of a niche market in my local area. Once you have these productive systems in place on your property, it doesn't take much to tweak them, combine them, and have one feed the other, etc., until there is an abundance of produce. If you can realize a local niche market that people are willing to pay for and tweak your excess to match this market, it produces a very profitable income stream that connects you with the community. It's something you're doing anyways, and it's something you believe in. I am becoming a retailer. We have obtained a state reseller's permit, so we're able to obtain large quantities of supplies of wholesale prices tax-free. When we resell our stock for a profit, we just pay the usage tax on it if we use it ourselves. We are careful to only stock items that we actually desire to have stock of. It's an expansion of the store what, store what you eat idea. Any tool or method I develop for my own use on my farm I keep track of, and if it works well, I can sell this to those that come around for my other produce or on the website I'm becoming a consultant with our production at home we are constantly meeting new people and being asked for advice consultation teaching developing a relationship with like-minded people has become eye-opening to the sub-community around us bonus tax write-off is a bonus now that most of my life is officially my business a lot of what i do is a tax write-off this has taken several years to develop and was mostly by accident all started with a friend told us how much they would be willing to pay us for some of our produce if we produced it for them we thought well We throw that much away anyway, sure. Advice, find something you love. You can live the rest of your life doing or that you plan on doing long-term anyways and then see if there's an aspect of it that's markable. It just may make you a living. And I think this is so much smarter of approaches uh, than all the people that I read about in like Mother Earth News that want to go out and become a farmer and then they plant a field full of tomatoes and corn and they go compete in the mass market. Find a niche. Find stuff that will sell in your local market and grow that specific high return item. And sometimes that's herbs, folks, as as crazy as it sounds. If you look at the price per pound on herbs, it's unbelievable and they almost grow themselves. People pay top dollar for organically produced items. So I also love the combination of the tax savings with it. I love the whole life integration approach and I have one complaint about this email. Just one complaint and I'm going to beat you up over it. Uh, where is your website that you have please get in touch with me after you hear today's episode and send me your website so I can add it to the resources section I'm sure others would like to see what you're doing man uh, but that sounds like a great approach let's take another one here's another one with a great resource on it David says we use mykidseatfree.com to save money when we eat out and I always ask if I can have a discount military, AAA, et A, etc if you don't ask you won't know Try to use cash to cut a deal on major purchases. I've always been big on that too. Um, hey, is there a special price for cash? When you look at credit card fees to a merchant alone, um, a lot of times on a big ticket item, you're talking there might be eighty bucks they're saving. It's reasonable for you to ask for forty of it back easily. Is there a discount for a, if there is a discount for applying for the credit card? Then I ask to speak to a manager and ask for the same discount because you don't want to go into debt for their product. So, do like a pie for a credit card today and get fifteen percent off your initial purchase. I ask the store manager, hey, I'm going to pay you cash. Can I have a fifteen percent anyway? I don't want to go into debt for your product. I'll also admit one thing. You're going to, you're going to go. <gasps> We do have a credit card. We actually have a credit card that my wife uses. I know, Jack has a credit card, his deep dark secret, but listen to how we use it. Uh, the one store that my wife really likes to buy her clothes at and things like that is Kohl's. And they often have huge sales, and they'll have like an additional 15% off if you pay with a credit card. Interesting thing about Kohl's, and this is the absolute only way that I'll use a credit card or allow my wife to use a credit card. You can pay your credit card balance at the register at Kohl's. I'm sure there's other stores that maybe do this as well, and can be can be done there. So she will go in, and they'll say, "Well, you like 15% off by using your Kohl's card today." And she'll say, "Sure." So they ring it up, and then she whips out the checkbook and goes, "Pull up my balance. I want to pay it off in full." And they pull it up, and if she just spent $75.21, the balance is $75.21. She writes the check and hands it to them and pays the balance off the second she spends the money. And it's fifteen percent back into our pocket. That's about the only acceptable use of credit cards ever seen uh, that I approve of. And I, you know, I was like, we're gonna get rid of all cards. She told me what she was doing with that. I went, okay, I can't, can't argue with you, honey. But if you, if I said, if there's a bill ever comes to this house with a penny owed on it. I will shred that card in a millisecond. I've never seen a balance due from calls. They don't even send us a statement because it's always zero. So there's another one you can add. Mykidseatfree.com sounds cool. The bigger the family, probably the bigger the savings. That will be in today's show notes. Here, uh, next one. I called both my local phone internet provider, AT&T, and my satellite TV company, Direct3TV, and got the lowest price I could. With the phone company, I had to unbundle and have only basic service without caller ID, and I have the slowest speed internet connection. I had a faster speed for a while during the special. They have the nerve to tell me it saves money with a bundle, and in the next breath when it added up it costs more. So those of you that think you're saving by bundling, break down the individual services and see see if some of the stuff in the bundle you don't really want, and if you took it away and went individually, you could save some money. Uh, next one, I have a $10 per month discount from DirecTV, which lasts six months. I have to call them when it runs out and tell, not ask them to give me another discount. You have to insist because it will initially tell you there are none. So those of you with DirecTV, beat them up. Get your 10 bucks back. That's $120 a year. If you have DirecTV, if you call them and do this, that's $120 a year you could save. That, that's money that can go for your freedom. That money can go to your retirement. That can go for a little something nice. But 120 bucks a year to make two phone calls a year. I call that being well paid. That's probably a five minute call. You probably deal with one person that doesn't speak English very well. Get handed up to another one and get your discount. Five minutes, twice, 10 minutes a year. Uh, 120 bucks. That works out the damn good money. That's about $1,200 an hour, folks. Um, next one. We use our calling card from Costco for long distance, but now that we have Net Talk and IP phone service, uh, I like it better than MagicJack because this one connects to the router, and I do not have to leave the PC on. We will be disconnecting local phone service and getting dry naked DSL from AT and T. If you can get DSL where you are, you should do this, and you should use IP phone service of some sort. Uh, I like Skype. There's plenty of other ones, or some that don't cost any additional fees per month. But the day local phone service is dead everywhere except where you can't get naked DSL or cable internet or some other type of high speed internet connection. There is no reason to have a phone line anymore other than, let me, let me preface this, if you may rely on 911, you have older people in the, in the family, at home, at whatever. Uh, making sure that 911 access is available, even if the power out, it can be very important. But if you're willing to let go of that little bit of safety, I highly recommend uh, getting rid of the local phone number. I just don't see the point anymore. I will never have a phone installed up in the uh, the homestead here up on the mountaintop. Uh, next one comes from Brian. Brian says, I know a lot of this stuff. I think the first four are key for me. Learn basic repairs. We've heard that one already, so I'll skip over it. Um, repair broken items, uh, which is kind of a continuation of the first one. Uh, freecycle.org, a mailing list by a country, of a, a county of people giving away usable items they no longer want. I picked up a five-foot, cubic-foot chest freezer for free because rats chewed through one of the wires. Ten minutes to solder a new piece of wire, and I had a perfectly good chest freezer. This is also a w- good way to get those no longer used items taking up space in your garage to someone who could really make use of them. Freecycle.org had not heard of that. So basically it's like a bunch of free ads, I guess. Um, I'm going to have to check that one out. And again, if you're moving, you usually have a lot of crap you want to get rid of. So you could advertise it, get rid of it, and maybe somebody could actually make use of it rather than taking up space in a landfill. And if you check there, you can find things that you can put um, into your home. And I think a chest freezer is several hundred dollars. So he had a chest freezer with a, with, a, with a chewed cord. Anybody that wanted to learn how could have fixed that. The person that owned it could have fixed that. They probably just didn't really want the chest freezer anymore, and that was an excuse to get rid of it. I mean, you're talking a few hundred bucks right there for five minutes worth of work. That's awesome. And a chest freezer, a good prepping item. I wonder what else you can find there. Uh, next one, maintenance. While not easier, it is more efficient and cheaper to maintain an item in good working condition than it is to repair or replace it when it breaks due to neglect. I knew a guy after high school who was proud of his Camaro for about two years. He blew the motor up. When asked the last time he changed his oil, his response was, Oil? It had oil in it already. This goes for basic maintenance of vehicles, home, tools, even computers. To take a few minutes once or twice a year to vacuum the dust out of a computer, including the inside power supply, the computer will likely last much longer. Dust causes overheating. I can't recommend that high enough. Learn to take your computer tower apart. It's not hard. You don't have to mess with anything. You're not going to break anything. Open it up and get a vacuum with the little soft fuzzy things, the little hair thingies. Suck that thing out. I do that four times a year with my computers. You won't believe the dust that's in there. I've, I've done it for friends, and when you open it up, it's been there. You have know, a two-year-old computer, and it's been sitting on the floor like, on carpet. Oh, my God, you wonder how it's running. And the thing is running so hot. You even notice a performance upgrade when you do it. You'll you'll notice the speed will go. Like, man, maybe there's something wrong with my computer. I've had it for a couple years. It seems to be slow. It's slow because it's about 8 billion degrees inside, so definitely Craigslist, everyone knows this one, but it's very easy to find items you're looking for and use them in perfectly serviceable condition instead of buying new. Research before you buy. Uh, another one is called Habitat Restore. The Habitat for Humanity runs these outlets to sell reusable and surplus building materials to the public. Good source when building your cabin or bug-out location. So Habitat.org. In fact, I saw one of these in Arcan- uh, Hot Springs downtown, on the way up last time and thought, I wonder if that's open to the general public because I knew it was part of Habitat for Humanity and apparently it is. So there's another one. topic-specific forums, especially local forums where you make friends when trying to figure out what is wrong and how to fix it. The product research mentioned previously in forums can be priceless. I recently brought my first diesel truck and found a local diesel forum. There are several nice folks there who regularly get together and work on each other's trucks. For the price of a few beers, I get the experience and assisting of real diesel mechanics for those willing that I don't know how to do. If you can't know everything, it's great to have friends who know how and are willing to help you. You just have to be willing to help out in return. Awesome, because it's community building. Netflix, for less than $10 a month, you get a lot of downloadable movies and TV shows, as well as mailed DVDs. This can eliminate much of the need for cable, and is a lot cheaper. And God, I wish I could get high-speed internet at the uh, at the bug-out location, but I can't. Group buys, you can often get a price break on things most people don't. Uh, if you buy in large quantity, haggling is dead these days, but if you contact the seller of an item and ask if you'd give a discount if you buy X of them, You can get on a forum and engage your friends and go in and buy them together. This takes some organizational skills, but could result in a good savings and high, of new high cost items that you normally don't, don't need more than one or two of. So that's a great tip as well. And I think the good thing about group buys, more community building. So Brian, Thank you. There's a lot of community building in this one here. And again, I'll put up the links to Habitat, the Habitat Restore store. And, uh, I'll throw Craigslist on there just because I should. And FreeCycle.org. Those are all awesome. Uh, thank you so much for including those, uh, in your suggestions. Real quick, and I, I want to talk to you guys that are thinking about set up websites to, to make a living off of and, 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 and leveraging other things. The FreeCycle.org site. All it does is is tie in a whole buttload of Yahoo groups. So if you want to set up a group, you go through FreeCycle, but you end up setting up a Yahoo group. So it so it doesn't use its own resources. How smart is that? And I'm sure there's a revenue model in there somewhere. And maybe it's not you know you don't. To when, Entrepreneurs, you don't copy what somebody else's does. But does that stir some creative juice in you? Can you think of something you can do with that? We're an hour, we're over an hour already. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do a few more, and then we'll wrap up. We'll do tomorrow. We're nowhere near going to finish all this in two shows. So we'll do like a third, maybe a fourth episode next week. because This is just awesome, guys. Thanks so much to everybody that participated in this. Let's see if I can cram a couple more in here and cut the show out about an hour or ten today. Okay, we're going to do one because the next person sent in like a 20-tip list and it just kicks ass. And this is from David. And uh, David will be the final guy today and we'll, we'll continue on this tomorrow. Okay, Jack, here's a few frugal suggestions. Number one, use wood stove pellets as cat litter. Sprinkle some baking soda on top if Emmy orders form before you toss them. Here, feline pine is $5 for 5 pounds. Wood stove pellets are $8 for 50 pounds. I'm doing that. Uh, i 'm tired of buying cat litter and um, eight bucks for fifty pounds and I guess if you stockpile it, you always have the wood pellets to use as fuel if you need them, even if you don 't have a pellet stove, they are a source of fuel so a great one. Number two, cut out impulse buying. If you see an item you want and don't really need, go home and think about it for 24 hours. If you have the available cash and after 24 hours you still want it, then you can buy it. I've eliminated most impulse purchases by following this rule. My wife and I, even in the days where we were stupid and used credit cards, we've always done this one. We made our son do it. In fact, we're more rigorous than you are. If it's a purchase of more than $100, It's not a 24-hour waiting period. It's a week. We lived without it our whole lives. We can live without it for a week. If a week later we still want it, we'll go get it. I did this mainly for me because with certain cool things that I like, you know, like gadgets and stuff like that, I can obsess for 24 hours on something. I can think, I really want that new GPS or that new fishing GPS or that new thing for my boat or whatever it is. I can't obsess for a week on anything. I have ADD. So in a week, I'm going to actually make a decision, do I really want this or not? And here's the thing. I make the decision. And this is so important with this. Don't go back to the store and decide if you want to buy it still there. All the emotions churn back up. I make the purchase decision sitting at home in my, you know, my, my office or something like that or on my deck. Do I really want this? And if I do, then I go get it. And if I don't, then I don't go back and look at it again because I can get blinded by the marketing there. Next one. Make sure you're not wasting energy. Use programmable thermostats. Seal any drafts in exterior doors and windows. That's huge. Um, use a kilowatt power meter to see how much phantom load your appliances and gadgets draw. Unplug the ones you don't need. I thought my wife was crazy. It's like because I'd unplug my phone out of the charger and she yanked the charger out of the wall. I go, what are you doing? Now I have to plug both sides back in when I put the phone back in. That's really kind of gone now because I use an iPhone and plugs into the computer and what have you. But, um, I thought she was nuts. And then I looked it up and it's true that even things like that draw phantom loads. Uh, things like your, uh, your DVD player, you're running that little, little clock on it. You don't need the clock on your DVD player or, you know, if you still have the VCR around because you have VCR tapes or whatever. Anything that draws a phantom load, unplug it when not in use. Uh, you can save a lot of money a year that way. Uh, number four, learn to coupon. GroceryGame.com dot com is a rip off, but there's always free regional sites that do this for you. For me, that site is SouthernSavers dot com, so I'll make sure I put that one up. I won't put up grocerygame.com dot com since it's a rip off. Uh, once a month, uh, OAMC saves money and time. I don't know what that is. OAMC saves money and time, and also helps supplement your short term preps. If you're going to make one lasagna. Make three and freeze two. It only takes a few minutes extra and a few more bucks, and you'll have a lot more food. Once a month, mom.com. I get it now. So I'm going to cook once a month. Maybe it's once a week or what have you. So now that makes perfect sense. If I'm going to make one lasagna, I can make three, and it's really not much more work. That makes absolute perfect sense. Great tip. And it's not so much that you're going to save money. It's not like so much buying in bulk or whatever. But by freezing the excess on those days when you're tempted, oh, let's just go out to eat. There's plenty of food it's already ready to go it's a time saver and remember I believe time is money so anything that puts time back in my life is like putting money back in my life because I can work on my business I can work on my recreation I can work on my projects all things that are important to me uh, also if you have a food re- dehydrator freeze ba- freezer bag cooking is much cheaper than Mountain House for outdoor trips you can supplement your preps trailcooking.com another resource given be in today's show notes Two dozen cloth rags are cheaper and less waste than paper towels. Keep two small bins in your laundry room. One for clean ones and one for soiled ones. I can get a big bag of cut up t-shirt rags at Goodwill for a dollar. That's something we've always done. We get a great big bag because I I think that they are more absorbent for spills and all. They're like white washcloths. We get a great big bag of those at Costco. I think it's like 12 bucks or something. And there's like 20 of them in there. And all we do is, you know, we just throw them. They're white. So you can use a little bit of bleach to keep them looking good. And we pretty much do the same thing. We have them in the kitchen, and we have a a thing for them in the laundry room, their own little basket. And when it's full, you throw it in there on the mini cycle. You wash it, hang them up, let them dry. And uh, you don't have to use paper towels except for maybe a few. Like I use paper towels for washing, cleaning my glasses and some other things like that. Uh, But pretty much that's what we do as well. And, again, I like the terry cloth little towel thingies because, I just found that like um, the t-shirt stuff you're talking about for a dollar doesn't really do you go to wipe something up, it just kind of pushes it around on the counter. Um, next one, learn to mend, adjust your clothing. Lots of people can barely sew a button, much less raise a pant leg cam, darn socks, patch jeans, etc. Something my grandmother taught me from a very young age. I completely agree. Cut the cable satellite and use Netflix or hulu if you 're addicted to some show you can 't watch with Netflix. You can still usually purchase these shows cheaply through iTunes or other services you only buy what you want then. Ten, use Google Voice to reduce the minutes on your, used on your phone. Anytime you can get on a Wi-Fi signal, you can use Google Voice and make a free call. And if you're always around Wi-Fi signals, you can probably get the cheapest uh, voice minute plan that your provider has. For those of us on iPhone, though, we're probably on a flat rate plan. And a lot of us are grandfathered to the original flat rate plan with the iPhone, and we don't want to lose it. Uh, but good tip for those that it applies to. Switch to a prepaid cell phone. I went from $65 a month iPhone, 400 minutes and unlimited data and text. See, that's why I like being grandfathered. You wouldn't believe what I get for 50 bucks a month. To a $25 a month Android, 300 minutes unlimited data and text through Virgin Mobile. Uh, that's pretty good, though. $25 a month for an Android phone with 300 minutes unlimited data and text. That's that's a great plan. Uh I probably, you know, if you like you said, using the Wi-Fi connection uh for your calls. Since I use Google Voice for most of my calls, I never use my minutes and I'm saving a bundle. Man, I I don't know if I want to give up my iPhone. I know you Android guys say it's just as good. Uh, but I guess I could use my old iPod classic for my music. I know Android does music, but it doesn't sync with iTunes and also. Um, n- next one. Twelve. Buy spices, beans, and rice at an ethnic grocery store. I usually hit up Indian, Chinese, and Mexican stores. Why buy two ounces of whole peppercorns at the grocery store for four dollars when I can get an eight ounce bag for two fifty at the Indian grocery? Let me add my tip to that. You know those spice racks that you buy for like twenty bucks? They come with spices and Stuff in them that's like older than dirt and you probably won't use half of it. If you have one of those, most of the time the tops are labeled with like this white lettering. A little hot water and a uh, abrasive side of the sponge with the little green pad side of the sponge comes right off. Uh, then you use yourself a white paint pen to write your own names on there. Now you have a spice rack that does what you want. Now you take your spices you buy in bulk you refill your little jars to keep your spice rack out. It's always where you can cook at it. Your wife doesn't yell at you for pulling out 20 different bottles of spices to get the one in the back that you need this time. Uh, the most commonly used stuff is there, and you pay less, and that way you always fresh have fresh stuff. If the label on the bottle is a, a spice you're going to use, just leave it there. So, like, my spice rack came up when it said steak seasoning, the stuff that was in there was inedible. I dumped it in the garbage. I used to make my own steak seasoning. Now I use Keith Snow's. I buy four or five bags of it at a time. I take the bag, I fill the jar up, and I put the rest away into our storage drawer. So how to make your spice rack fit into this? It makes it much more convenient to cook, and then that way you can buy bulk where you're not pulling out these big jars every time you cook. Uh, next one. Uh, make up a bunch of breakfast burritos one day and freeze most of them. Cheap and easy breakfast, much better than fast food, much cheaper. See the simple dollar, um, bulk breakfast burrito, convenient, cheap, healthy, easier than you think. So even though I did the simple dollar already, I'll link to that individual page for you. Only buy DVDs if Netflix doesn't have them streaming and you're sure you'll watch it at least five more times. I never buy a DVD unless you're gonna watch it five more times. I don't even think if Netflix applies there. Instead of buying fifteen to thirty dollars of junk for gifts, give them a certificate for mowing their lawn, processing their deer, taking their kids camping for a weekend, etc. That'll be more used than another DVD or keychain light. I guess he means to the family. So give them a certificate and say, I'll come over and mow your lawn. Or I'll process your deer for you if they hunt. Or, uh, you'll take their kids camping for a week and give mom and dad a week alone. Interesting, it doesn't cost anything and you get to spend time with your family. I, uh, my family would be kind of weird on that, I think, but, uh, but th- th- that's interesting. 16, if you're still Fighting your way out of debt. Call your lenders and try to renegotiate your interest rate. It's kind of rare, but it can work out if you have a good payment history. 17. Remember, it's not what you make. It's what you keep that matters. 18. Fresh bread, yogurt, tomato sauce, and other things can be made. Lower cost and higher quality by doing it yourself. Absolutely, especially yogurt and tomato sauce. Um, Ragu's crap. Come on, folks, admit it. Ragu's crap. And when you eat... Uh, you can make a really great lasagna, and you dump ragu on it, and it has that institutionalized taste to it. Um, Five Brothers and Bertolli are probably the two best off-the-shelf tomato sauces you can get, and they're still not very good. Chef Keith Snow tomato sauces, awesome, awesome. I can still make something I consider better for myself because I can make it up fresh. On, and if I'm going to do a big thing of three lasagnas, I can make all the sauce with those three lasagnas just as easy as making it for one. So we start to combine other people's suggestions together here. Uh bread, I try to keep bread consumption to a minimum, but you guys know I love beer bread. It's so fast, it's so easy, and once a week or once every other week, it's not bad. If you eat too much bread, it puts too many X's on the shirt size. But, you know, it's definitely less expensive than buying it from a store. You can do anything with it once this is why I'm so big on, on beer bread. Uh, beer bread and Irish soda bread, There's two different breads, look up how to make them, I've talked about them both before, simple, easy and fast, and the beauty is you can take either one and do so many things with it. Take the beer bread recipe or the soda bread recipe, chop up about 10 cloves of garlic, 10 whole cloves, cut them into about one quarter, so four pieces per clove, uh, and add let's say a little bit of basil and a little bit of rosemary and incorporate that into the basic bread recipe for either one of those phenomenal, phenomenal, total investment, a buck, You, you a, a, artesian bread like that, at like Kroger's or whatever, is going to sell for four to five bucks, so great tip, wanted to add a little bit of it for you, uh, next one, haircuts are expensive, I bought a haircut set at Wally World for $30 five years ago, and my wife has given me and my boys dozens of free haircuts, she still goes to the salon, but spends her splurge budget on that, I'd rather have the money, 20 Don't buy new cars. As soon as my current used car is paid off, I plan on using the Dave Ramsey approach to buying cars. DaveRamsey.com article slash drive free. I hope this helps David in South Carolina. David, awesome. Best one of the day. Uh, There may be a better one we'll find tomorrow. But what an awesome list. I could have done a whole show with just your list, but I'm glad I crammed as many people in. Folks, I want you to know there were 96 submissions I still have 67 to go. So I, I you know, blasted through that as fast as I could. We're going to keep doing this until they're gone. Tomorrow we'll do part two of this, and uh, then Friday we're going to do a regular listener call show. Uh, we'll come back to this sometime next week to finish it up completely. But I hope you're getting some stuff out of this. And Man, if you use what we've learned so far, I get, there's no one out there that can't put $100 back in their pocket just from today alone. Wait till we get till tomorrow because I've screened this a little bit. I know there's some amazing ones coming. Remember, every resource you heard today will be in today's show notes. And now I'm at like a minute 16. I know it's a long show. You might have to break it into two parts and listen to it. But let me close up with one more thing. The reason I'm doing this, remember, I think there's some tough times coming for America. I want you out in front of the curve. I don't want you figuring this stuff out once everything comes down on top of you. I want you to do it now. I want you to start building. I want you to start solidifying your life. Because there's so much opportunity if we take the opportunity now while we have it. And with that, this has been Jack Spirico with another edition of the Survival Podcast, helping you figure out how to live that better life if times get tough or even if they don't.